Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an amazing day, that you had an awesome week, and that you absolutely made yourself a priority this weekend. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how to ask for what you need in your marriage. So here are some of the takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. Number one, don't assume that your spouse can read your mind. Don't assume that they know what is going on with you and that you have a need. It's better to communicate what your need is to your spouse. So many times I've heard couples say, especially women or sometimes even men, they'll say, well, she knew I needed help. Or women will say, well, he saw that I was busy with the kids. He should have helped. There are times when your spouse is not going to see that. So maybe they saw you were busy with the kids, but they didn't know where you were emotionally. They didn't know that you wanted help at that moment or needed it. It's one thing to see someone doing something, but it's another thing to have someone ask for help. So don't assume that your spouse can read your mind. Number two, be specific about what you need in a marriage or the relationship. And yes, I know this can be hard to do because sometimes, let's be honest, it is hard for even us to know what we need. It's like we can kind of pinpoint in general terms what you want, but you don't always know exactly what you're needing. So what I suggest is that you sit down, you make a list of how you're feeling, you write down how you're feeling, write down what you need from your spouse and how it makes you feel when you don't get these things. By doing that, you can kind of pinpoint what do you need specifically from them. And when you talk about what you need with your spouse, I advise you only talk about one thing at a time. Your spouse cannot handle you giving them a long list of things that you need from them at once. So pick the thing that you need the most, the thing that you feel would help you the most. Pick that one thing and then tell your spouse about that so that they will know what you need in the marriage. And you can add something every month, that's fine, but make sure you do it one at a time and not give them a whole list of things that you need from them because that can be overwhelming and that can be daunting for anybody to try to fulfill that many needs at one time. Be specific, pick one need that you really need or have a desire for do that and let them know that you need help with that. Number three, use I statements. Now, I statements are amazing because they let people know what you need from them. So it's easier when you say, I need your help. I need your support. I need you to help me when the kids are doing this, that, and the other. I need you to be on my side when this, that, or the other is going on. You're saying what you need. And it takes away the defensiveness of it. It takes away the... Um, accusatory tone in your voice. Like if you said, you never help me. You're never there when people do this. You never help me with the kids. It makes it sound like you are attacking them. So it's better not to attack, but say, I feel. When you're talking about how you feel, your feelings are valid. So talk about how you feel and not what they're never doing because it's all about you. It's about how you're feeling. And maybe the reason they're not doing it is because they don't know to do it or how to do it or that you need them to do that. So make sure you use I statements and not you statements. Remember, I statements convey how you feel. You statements accuse the person of what they're not doing. And number four, make a request and not a demand. So it is so hard sometimes, especially if you have needing, if you are needing help and you need help for a long time in this area or you need things from your spouse and it feels like you are not getting it. It can be easy to make a demand like if you don't do this then i'm done or we're gonna do this do not make demands do not make 
do not give ultimatums. Instead, make a request. When you make a request, you're having a conversation. You're making a request. Then give that person a chance to meet that request. These are some takeaways from last... These are just a few of the takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. So if you would like to find out how to get your needs met in your marriage or relationship, then click on the link below in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. we're going to be talking about social media etiquette when you are in a relationship. Now, I'm sure there have been many arguments in your relationship about social media. Believe me, I've had those arguments as well. It's estimated that approximately one in three divorces results from social media related issues, which is crazy because you wouldn't think about that. I remember when social media first got to be this big thing. And no, I don't have to be old to remember this, but you know, we all can remember when social media took off. And I don't think any of us anticipated the toll that it would take on relationships because social media, you don't have to exactly be there to do something you're not supposed to do. There have been many instances, like before, you would literally have to leave your house to have an affair or go out of your way to do this. But with social media, it kind of brought all of that into your home. Like a few years ago, they had this bus with this website or this website called um, Ashley Madison, which was a cheating website where people could go, they could cheat, and it just made it easier because they were able to do this from the confines of their own home. Their spouse could have been in bed, they could have been on their phone, they could have been in another room on a laptop or on their home computer. Regardless of where they were, it made it easier for them. And it's not that one side. Social media in general has made it easier for you to either say inappropriate things or do inappropriate things or have people even reach out to you to say inappropriate things on the internet. So we're going to talk about what is the proper etiquette because I know all of us are not doing that and there are people who do it, but I know we're not any of those people. But I think it's important that when you're in a relationship or if you're married, it's important that your spouse know that they can trust you in everything. So how do you be transparent with your social media accounts without giving away your privacy. It's easy and it's something that can be done and we're going to talk about that later. But first, let's talk about some of the things that you should not do on social media if you're married or in your relationship. Or even if you're not, this is just things you shouldn't do. But especially if you are married or in a relationship. Okay, so the first thing you shouldn't do would be talk about personal problems on social media. This is not acceptable. I see this all the time. People will air out their grievances and talk about all kinds of things. And you're just like, social media is not the place to tell your personal problems. Now, you should have trusted friends and people you can talk about these things with. But social media is not the place to air out your grievances or talk about personal problems. Another thing that I see all the time, people are faking like they're happy. And the reason I say they're faking, I can't say that for everybody. But a lot of people fake happiness. We have to remember, social media... It's not a place where you can get truth, okay? It's a place where you project what you want people to see. That's why there are so many people catfishing other people because they can put a picture of what they wish they looked like up there and be the person that they want to be. They can live vicariously 
through that picture. And I find sometimes in social media, in social media, we live a life that we want to live and not actually show the life we actually have. Like there were times where I would see people um, who would project how happy they were, the relationship was perfect, and I knew it wasn't because they told me themselves that this was not things were not going well. But when they went on social media, they projected like they were happy. Now, I'm not saying, I just said don't talk about personal problems, which is true. But I also think social media should be a place where you just don't fake. If you and your thoughts are not in a good place, don't air out your grievances. And don't pretend that you are in a good place. Talk about something else, like what your kids are doing or what you're doing. There are a lot of things you can talk about. And you can just do something else. But I don't, you should not fake happiness in social media. You also should not let social media be a standard of what your relationship should be. Like I just said, people fake happiness. People fake their success and how much money they may or may not have. People can fake this on social media because it's easy to do. So if you're sitting at home and you're just like, man, I wish my relationship was as good as theirs. I wish my I had as much money or my life was as good as their life is, then you're setting yourself up for a fall because what you see is not always what you get when it comes to social media. So that is why you should not make social media the standard of what your relationship should be or what it should look like. If you and your spouse are in a good place and you guys are happy together, social media should not dictate whether you should be more happy or less than happy. You should be able to keep that separate. So do not compare your relationship based off of social media. Another thing is not to friend people who could become problematic to your spouse. Example would be like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, or people who flirt with you, or people your spouse doesn't know, or your partner doesn't know. You know, things like that. Just be respectful. Like, who, who would you want your friend to friend on Facebook? Or Instagram or social media? You would have to treat it like that. Like, do what you would want your spouse to do you. Would you want your spouse to be friending people who might be problematic in your relationship? No. So you don't do the, you don't do that as well. And here's the thing. I think it's important to guard your relationship and protect it when it comes to social media. So by protecting it, you're not going to friend people or accept people as your friends who you know are going to break that trust or confidentiality and if you see that there's someone you know your spouse doesn't like in real life and he would not he or she would not want you to friend on social media don't do it now here are some examples i know that i've had some people try to friend me and even though my husband does not care i strongly believe in what i'm telling you to protect my marriage and protect my relationship so i don't friend people who try to flirt with me or want to flirt with me or people who look suspect, I make sure the people that I friend, they have to know somebody that I know. And if we do any type of messaging, it has to be about business specifically. And I don't friend anybody who, I don't answer anyone who says, hey, beautiful, or hi, or, you know, stuff like that, because I don't, I'm not trying to have a conversation like that. Now, if someone of the opposite sex friend me, and they're just like, Hi, my name is so and so. I'm friending you. Be I would like I'm reaching out to you because, and it's a business reason or a reason that's you know a reason. Then fine, I will respond. But if it's something, and I've had this happen so many times. Hey, beautiful. Hey, hi. And those people get blocked. I don't even take time with that because that is not why I'm on social media. My purpose on social media 
is not to flirt or try to get anybody. So, and one of my number one goals is no matter what I do, to protect my relationship. And here's the thing. If someone tries to talk to me like that out in the street, I would not respond. I would let them know, hey, I'm married. This is not appropriate. You can't talk to me this way. So why would I entertain a conversation on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else that is disrespectful to my marriage? And here's the thing. When we entertain people on our social media pages who want to flirt with us, who try to talk to us, and don't have any substance in what they're saying, we are disrespecting our relationships. So that is why it's important to respect your relationship and not friend people who could become problematic to your relationship. And it's not because your spouse wants you to do that or told you to do that. It's not even about control. It's about respecting your relationship because that means a lot to you. So respect it. Never say anything on social media that will break the trust in your marriage or your relationship. Now, I've heard of many people who have either told secrets about their relationship to other people on social media, make sure you don't do that. That is something you should not do, especially if you're in a marriage or a relationship. And even if you're not, think about it like this. In this world that we live in, it is so easy to find you and who you are. And okay, I'm sorry, but I do watch a lot of Discovery TV. And for those of you who don't know what Discovery ID is or Discovery TV is, it is a show that talks about different murders and different people who got killed. It talks about murder cases and stuff. So I like watching that station. I like watching those shows. But people on Facebook or on social media, you don't know who they are. You don't know if they can be trusted or not. So why would you tell them any of your secrets? And if you guys like Catfish, which is another reality TV series, you also know this is why it's important not to talk to anybody on social media that you do not know and it's important to remember that you should not say anything that will break your trust especially your the trust in your marriage or the trust in your relationship because that is most important avoid situations that could destroy or cause problems in your relationship slash marriage um some of these situations could be flirting or saying inappropriate things to people on social media avoid those types of situations Another thing that you should do, now I know we talk about things you shouldn't do if you were in, shouldn't do if you're in a relationship on social media, but one of the things you should do is respect your marriage, respect your relationship, because this is the thing you're trying to build on. You're not trying to build on all of these little people, other people on social media. You're not trying to build with them. So focus and respect the person that you're trying to build with. Don't disrespect your partner on social media. Don't disrespect your spouse on social media. So that means if, you have a, if you're upset about something, you don't get on social media and talk trash about them. Or you don't say things that could be taken like, ooh, was he or she referring to their spouse? Or is there a hidden message? No, you don't do any of those things. Remember to respect your spouse on social media. Don't disrespect them. And do not flirt with other people on social media, privately or publicly. Now, I know some people might say, oh, you know, it's harmless. It's nothing. It's not a big deal. But this can cause problems in your relationship. It can go further than you intend for it to go. And it is something that is not appropriate if you are in a relationship or if you're in a marriage. So don't do that privately or publicly or in person. Just do not flirt with other people at all. Another thing not to do is overshare about your relationship or your marriage. You know, sometimes people do that a lot. They will tell you about 
all the problems, everything that's going on, the overshare, everything. And the point is, this is your relationship. This is your marriage. You should not be telling other people all the details about your relationship or your marriage. Now, the only time you should tell details is if you are in danger, if you're being abused. But if abuse is not happening and you're not in danger, I feel that any issues that come up, you guys should work on it. If it's a deep situation or a deep problem, then talk to a therapist about it. That way you'll have that extra person, but they're just not like all the people on social media who just either hate reading your stuff or wanting to see your marriage fail or your relationship fail. You're not setting yourself up for failure. You're actually talking to someone who can help you. And since the people on social media cannot help you with your relationship, oversharing about your relationship is not the answer. So make sure you don't do that. Now, these are just, this is just like the tip of the iceberg with things you shouldn't do on social media. But I don't have enough time on the show to go through everything that you shouldn't do. So I'm just encouraging you guys to use common sense. And here's my rule of thumb. You know, we were taught the golden rule when we were younger. I know I was. It says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So all the things you don't want your spouse to do to you, don't do. All the things you want them to do on social media to show that you can trust them or that they can trust you, then that's what you do. So do what you would want your spouse to do to you on social media. Okay, so now that you know some of the things you shouldn't do, here are some of the things that you should do on social media. The first thing you should do is practice shared accessibility. And that just means that unless you are a lawyer or you have a profession that's bound by some kind of code or rule of ethics, then you should open up access to your computer, smartphone, and other devices to your spouse. And I know you're like, oh my God, why, why? I have no privacy. No, here's the thing. You're not saying that, oh, you can read all of my stuff. You know, if you understand and know that okay, I'm not doing anything wrong, they should be able to have shared accessibility. Now, they may not want to look at it, because I know my husband, I told him, I was like, you can go on my phone. I tried to give him the password. Of course, he didn't want to know. I'm like, you can look at everything. I don't care, because I'm an open book. It's like I have nothing to hide. So if you have nothing to hide, then you should definitely let your spouse see the things that are on your phone if they want to. And here's the thing about accessibility. They probably don't even want to see what you have on your phone, but just knowing that they can gives you a sense of trust, that they can trust you because they know that they can definitely look on your account if they wanted to, but because they trust you, nine times out of ten, they probably won't even do it. But just the fact that they know that they could, it can give you, a, it can um, help them trust you more on social media. Another thing you can do is allow your partner to be your friend on social media. And I do encourage that if you're in a relationship, especially if you're married, allow your partner to be your friend on social media or follow you on your social media accounts. Now, they're not doing this to check up on you or anything, but if you have your spouse there and you love your spouse, there should be no reason why they are not allowed to see your stuff because they should be able to trust you. And if they can trust you, this should not be an issue. So let them be followers on your account. Especially if you are in a committed relationship because this is so good social etiquette. Now all the things I'm talking about today, right now, are good social media etiquette. Things you should do if you're in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, you should also 
post images and words that convey respect. So whatever image you post, let it be respectful. Um, women, if I wouldn't advise you to post like thirst pics if you are married or in a relationship on social media that doesn't actually convey respect unless you and your spouse have agreed upon this and you feel that this is something and they don't care about it, then go ahead. But whatever it is that your spouse is going to care about and whatever it is that's going to hurt them, don't post those things. Only post things that show respect. And guys, the same thing for you. Women, I'm not just talking about us. Guys, no thirst pics, no things like that if you are married in a relationship because it should be about respect now what you guys do aside from you know behind closed doors that's up to you now if you guys have talked about it and your significant other is okay with the thirst pics that you guys want to put up or the things that you may want to say that can be sexual then if it's agreed upon between you two then go ahead and do it then i guess that's fine for that for your relationship but if you know this is something that's going to be a problem for your relationship then don't do it. And the key word is what's appropriate for your relationship because what's appropriate for my relationship may not be what's appropriate for your relationship. We are all different people. Our relationships are different and we have certain things that we can tolerate or that we're allowed to do that may not fly in another relationship. So based on your relationship, take these etiquette, these, um, these social media etiquette tips and apply them to your relationship. Because depending on what type of relationship you have or what you guys want to do in your relationship, this may or may not apply. Another thing that you can do that's a good if you are married is before you even post, ask yourself, how would you feel if the post were turned? So if you wanted to post something and you're not sure if that's appropriate or not, or you're having conversations and you're like, I don't know if this is an appropriate conversation, take a moment to think and say, how would I feel if my wife or my husband or my significant other were having this exact same conversation? And if you realize that conversation will make you feel embarrassed, upset, disrespected, then don't have it. If you have a post that you're posting and you're not sure about the content of the post, ask yourself, how would I feel if my wife or my husband or significant other posted the same thing? And if it does not make you feel good and you feel some kind of way about it, then don't post it. Now, this is what you can do before you even post, before you even get into the trouble category. All right, and even if you post it and you ask yourself this question later and you decide, okay, that was inappropriate, you can always go back and delete. But the best thing to do, rule of thumb, ask yourself, how would you feel? How would I, you know? How would you feel if your wife or significant other posted the exact same thing? And if you would feel uncomfortable, or you would feel disrespected or upset, then you know that it's not appropriate for you to post. Another thing to do is exercise accountability. Now, it's important to exercise accountability in your relationship. And why is this important? Because you have to recognize when you do something wrong, when you cross the line, and when you start overstepping boundaries that may have either been put in place or boundaries that you know within yourself are not appropriate. So on social media, exercise accountability. Know that whatever you put up there is all coming back to you. And if you realize that something could be a problem and you know that if this gets out, it's going to cause you problems, 
then you may think twice about posting that post or having that conversation. So exercise accountability. Own what you do wrong. Be accountable for what you do. And I would say stay away from private conversations with people that could potentially lead you guys to a dangerous situation. But exercising accountability is crucial because if you guys are both on Facebook or social media and you guys are not holding yourself accountable for the things you post and you're not holding each other accountable for the conversations you have, this could be a huge problem. So you guys should both be held accountable for the conversations you have and for the things you post. Another thing to do is consider sharing passwords. Now, this is important. Now, I know that you're going to be like, oh my goodness, why do I have to share my password now? I know you feel like your whole privacy is invaded, huh? But think about this. According to PEW, 67% of internet users in a community relationship or marriage have shared their passwords to one or more online account with their significant other. About 11% of married adults or those in community relationships share a social media profile. Now, what's important here is that there's an agreement. And the reason you should share your password, aside from the obvious, is that you could get locked out. Maybe you guys need a password that you can remember as a family. But it's important to share these passwords because you are conveying trust. You're letting your spouse know you can trust me because if I give you the password to my phone or if I give you the password to something, you know you can trust me because I have nothing to hide. Like, for example, I have a cell phone. I have a password on it. Everybody in the house knows my password, even my kids. Like, they'll just go on my phone. But I do that because... I don't have anything to hide, and I'm not trying to hide anything, so I don't feel like my privacy is being invaded because I'm an open book. What you see is what you get. I'm not hiding anything. So that is how I operate in my house, and everyone knows my password. When it comes to internet, my husband, he knows my password. There have been times where he needs to use my laptop or something, and he's like, hey, what's the password? I gave it to him, even if it's something like that, because... Just because someone has something doesn't mean that they're using it. Think about it. You have a lot of phone numbers in your phone, don't you? Do you use them all? No. Do you call these people all the time? No, you probably don't. So the point is, just because you give your significant other your password or you give your significant other um, access to your social media account, it doesn't mean that they're going to use it. This is just like good faith, showing I'm not hiding any dicks from you. I have nothing to hide. I love you. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to know you can trust me. So here. And this is good to do even if you don't have any trust issues. It's just proper etiquette if you're in a committed relationship. Another important thing to do is set time limits. Because some people will spend all day on the phone or all day on social media. And it can cause a problem if you're not spending time with your spouse. And another thing, another way you can stay out of the quote-unquote trouble area on social media, set time limits. Like for me, I know that I'm on social media typically in the morning. Um, I may be on again in the afternoon. It just depends. And usually I just use it to post things about my podcast or something like that. Occasionally, you know, I'll comment with friends. But I try not to make it like my whole life and everything that I do. And I spend time with my family. I take time to spend time with the actual relationships that do matter to me. So set time limits. If your relationship is important to you, if your marriage is important to you, and even if it's not even causing a problem right now, 
it's good to have that type of self-discipline to put social media aside and focus on the here and now. Focus on your relationship. Focus on your marriage. And make sure that your significant other or your spouse know that they are number one in your life. That they're more important to you than social media. They're more important to you than anything. So that is why it's important to have some types of boundary in place. And also know what the etiquette is for social media if you are in a relationship or if you're married. Now these are just a few of the ways that you can begin practicing social media etiquette in your marriage or relationship if you're not already doing so. But I would also encourage you to be creative and try to come up with some other social media etiquette tips based on your marriage and based on your relationship. Remember, it's better to talk about rules of engagement for social media before you experience issues in your relationship or marriage than after or even while you're going through and experiencing your issues. It's always better to be proactive rather than being reactive. So the sooner you have the conversation, the better. The song we're going to listen to today is called Who Are You Talking To? It's about a woman who is experiencing issues in her marriage as a result of social media. Here's the song, Who Are You Talking To? Who's calling you now? This late at night. Don't try to tell me that it's your mama. I see the way you call your phone and talk real
But in the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really enjoy spending time with you each week. I also want to encourage you that if you like the podcast as much as I love hanging out with you guys each week, I would like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. Or if you're not following the podcast already, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and follow me on Spotify. You can click the link in the show notes and it'll take you to Spotify and follow. And that way you'll get the show every single week. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, just go and follow me. And I would love for you to leave a comment and a good positive review for the show so I can know that you love the show and that you're listening and that you're out there. I also want to encourage you guys to get in contact with me on social media. And you can do that just by clicking on the show notes to join me on social media. Click it. Feel free to ask me any questions and give me any topics that you want to discuss in a future episode. I also would love to invite you guys to join my Facebook group. It is called Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Canada W. Mitchell. We are going to start doing some amazing things, and I want you guys to be a part of this. I really do. And these things are going to start happening within the next few months. So while you have a chance, just come on and join me in the Facebook group. And it's free. You don't have to worry about doing anything. Just click on the join and you are in, or just like the page, and you're in. But join the Facebook group, okay? All right, well, I think that's all for me today. Until we talk again, have an amazing day, enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.